0: Welcome to the Holistically Healthy Podcast, where I, Sedona Treganing, nutritional therapy practitioner and NASM certified trainer, bust health myths and teach you how to become the healthiest, most confident version of you. Hey guys, welcome back to the Holistically Healthy Podcast. So today just going to be myself on this episode, and I wanted to kind of go over a case study with you because. You know, a lot of people say, okay, I'm going through a gut healing protocol or I'll talk about gut healing protocols or kill off phases. And it's kind of like, what am I talking about? If you're not in the space, you're not a gut health practitioner, you probably don't understand what this entails and why this would be different from just taking an antibiotic that your doctor would recommend. So I wanted to go over this process just in case you're wondering like, hey, if I did go through this process, what would this look like for me? I am going to go over a client of mine, her progress, and what we did from start to finish with her and how we got her IBS in remission. And I'm going to just name this client Emily for the sake of privacy. It's not her real name, but we're going to call her Emily for this story. So let's just first kick it off by starting with the initial onboarding process. With our clients, typically what we like to do is we like to get people on a call or just have some type of conversation before they even start to work with us because the people that we work with are people with, like, IBS, IBD, just hormonal imbalances, digestive issues, and often people that go to the gym. We want to make sure that that client, although it doesn't have to be that exact, like, avatar, typically we want people that are, have similar issues to that. And people that are also very willing and ready to invest in themselves because we do not take on clients that are like, okay, I'm not going to change my diet even if it helps out my symptoms. Because although we don't recommend restrictive diets, we also a lot of the times require some dietary changes, at least for the whole like healing process of this protocol or the kill off process, which I'll get into in a second. What we did was we made sure that she'd be a good fit for the team. And then from there, we sign her on and then we send over our client intake form or I sent that over to her. Our client intake form is not just, hey, how much do you exercise? How much are you eating right now? What are your macros? That's definitely part of it. But our client intake form is actually like an eight page document going over all the symptoms you could possibly ever be experiencing so that I can see patterns to your symptoms as to what may be going on. We'll also go over what foods you like, what foods you dislike. Uh, how often you're eating how many meals because that also plays into digestion we'll go over your stress levels like why are you stressed is it job stress emotional stress again playing into digestion hormonal health your health in general we'll also ask things like what supplements are you currently taking and why Um, because a lot of times people will be taking for example pre-workout like a Lonnie new pre-workout or ghost pre-workout and they have the artificial coloring flavoring and they're super high in caffeine so that alone could be like hey maybe this isn't a bacterial imbalance maybe this is something with your supplements you know especially if you notice like for example diarrhea right when you take your pre-workout that's pretty straightforward that that is causing some gi distress so we'll typically remove that before we make any crazy dietary changes so we ask all of this we also ask how much you're training um you know if you're taking any medications because that's important Um, and what you really want to get out of this because I really like to help people envision themselves six months from now because that's typically you know, about how long people stay, stay with us for. So I like to have them envision like, okay, what do you want to look and feel like after these six months? Do you want to get rid of the bloating? Do you want to have less brain fog? Do you want to sleep better? So all these things we want to get to know with the intake form. So when she filled that out, I want to highlight a couple of important things. So basically what I do is I take notes on everything. So I take notes on the nutrition, the training, the stress, uh, the sleep, anything that really pops out to me that is like, okay, this is related to the symptoms they're dealing with and this is related to, you know, how we get them to their overall goal. So with her, um, what was great was she was just training four days a week. So for people with gut inflammation or just any type of inflammation imbalances, I typically recommend training three to four days a week. Uh, No more than that, because that'll just cause more inflammation and stress to the body. So that was cool. Um, I took note that she had gained 40 pounds in two years. Um, So she's 5'3", 180. Um, You know, it really depends on how much muscle you have. But she told me like 40 pounds. Okay, So that would mean that she was 5'3", 140 pounds two years ago. That sounds healthy to me. So to me, it's not that she just gained a healthy amount of weight. It's that, okay, she put on fat and she's not quite sure why. So that's something I was curious about because okay, is that like blood sugar dysregulation and insulin resistance? Is that related to her gut bacteria? Is that just inflammation, lack of movement? So that was something I took note of. And then I I had asked her about stress. She was saying that she does 12 hours of schoolwork and 14 hours of internship weekly. With school, the hard thing is is like it doesn't just end at school, right? It's homework. It's like different obligations. It's a stress of, am I going to pass this class? So that was a a stressor for her, but she did end up graduating actually right before we started working together. So just, you know, overall her stress did lower over time. But what happens is, is our body a lot of times can accumulate stress. Like, I don't know if you've ever felt this where, because I felt this before, where I was working like 70 hour weeks for a while when I first started my business. And even though I cut back on that, I, for like months after, I still just felt that residual stress. Like my body was almost like traumatized, where I felt like I always had to do something I didn't really know how to relax. So that's just something that I like to keep note of when I'm doing uh, client plans. She listed her supplements vitamin C, vitamin D, calcium B complex. So nothing that would cause any digestive symptoms. Although she was taking medication for graves. And that actually can cause intestinal permeability. Again, you know, I'm looking for a root cause too. Like, why does she have IBS in the first place? That was something I took note of. Same thing with the spironolactone. So, this could definitely affect your gut microbiome or the bacteria in your gut. So, I took note of that. And then when it comes to her digestive symptoms. So, she had some bloating, hair loss, indigestion, uh, stomach cramps, itchy scalp, dandruff, and gas. And with her hormones, so she was actually on... Uh, birth control. So birth control can definitely cause some digestive issues, more specifically oral birth control, but she's on an IUD. But with the IUD, it causes fluctuations in hormones and can actually impact your immune system. So when your immune system is down, that makes me think, okay, well, if her immune system's down, that means that her body's not fighting back against pathogens. Whereas, you know, we're, we're always exposed to like negative bacteria or like uh, parasites. But Our body should be able to fight that off and if it's not fighting it off it's kind of like okay what's going on here is it stress inflammation etc so i did take note of her being on birth control and then she also had some symptoms of blood sugar dysregulation like craving sweets binging thirsty a lot of the time and eating either relieves or causes fatigue and she also had a history of binge eating so binge eating is going to cause some insulin resistance some hormonal imbalances, some blood sugar imbalances. So again, something I took note of. And if you're eating a lot of sugar, it's gonna feed the bacteria, especially yeast. And then what was cool was I actually did have her get a GI map before we even started working together. I then paired what she was talking about to her GI map with her results. So not to go too much into detail here, but she did have high H. pylori, which is very common. Most of us actually have it, although a lot of people don't present symptoms, but Over time, if it's not treated and you do have a lot of symptoms, it can lead to ulcers and cancer. So we wanted to treat that. That's like the first thing that I always treat with people if it's present. And that's also gonna cause the indigestion, actually. So we wanted to take care of that first. And what's interesting is is indigestion. You might think if you have some education in digestive health, like, okay, I need to take a acid enzyme or something with acid to help digestion, because I'm having acid reflux. But with H. pylori, It actually thrives in an acidic environment. So if I didn't know that she had H. pylori and we just added an acid, it might have made things worse. So that's why it's always cool to invest in testing because yeah, it sucks to spend the money, but when you spend the money up front, you are guaranteed to get good results because you're not guessing. So I highly recommend some type of GI testing if it's possible. So anyways, that was high. She had also high opportunistic bacteria. So this means that When the immune system is low, it's typically gonna overgrow. So there's gram-negative, gram-positive bacteria. Long story short, gram-negative bacteria, which was present with her, can definitely cause like migraines, can cause systemic inflammation, can cause joint pain. So it's really important to get rid of that um, because it releases specific toxins that circulate through the body and cause a downstream effect of issues, so many issues. And then she had some inflammatory and autoimmune-related bacteria. This was interesting because she has Graves' disease. with Like I said, it's a thyroid autoimmune condition, so that was pretty interesting. Usually with autoimmune conditions, I mean, it starts in your gut because a lot of our immune system is housed in our gut. And then her elastase was low, so just her pancreas wasn't producing a lot of enzymes to digest things like carbs and proteins. Beta-glucuronidase was high, so her body wasn't eliminating toxins as well. So that can, again, lead to a lot of distress in the body. And her anti gliadin was high. So she had a gluten intolerance. Okay. So that was a lot, but basically what I did was instead of changing everything, I don't recommend that because I don't, I've been through these gut protocols myself, which, you know, it sucked at the time, but thank God I did it because I understand how overwhelming these things can be. So I try to take things a little bit slow with her. I like to just focus on like two to three goals at a time Per client, so the first thing that we did was we cut out gluten, and so that was kind of hard for her, which makes sense because there's gluten in soy sauce, there's gluten in a lot of like Asian dishes, and there's gluten in bread, pizza, etc. It's easy for me; I've been gluten free for three years, or I think almost four years at this point, maybe. But it is hard in the beginning. So that was one of the first things that we really worked on. Then what we did from there is we just started to lower stress because. Although she didn't say she was super stressed, she did have some of that residual stress. And I think she might have come from like a more anxious type of family. I know for me, my parents are more on the anxious side, which is not a bad thing, but I guess you'd say like more go, 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 right? Like just more like, okay, we have something we want to get done. Let's get it done now. So more anxiety. So when you're around that all the time, like it's really hard to break that. Nothing bad on anyone's parents, but cuz they usually don't mean any harm. But a lot of times that translates into like children. So we found that she definitely had a hard time letting things go. So we definitely included more just mindfulness and actually uh, it's been it's been 3 months since we started working together and I can tell you now that she meditates every single day without fail and she is super mindful and so much less irritable, and it's just really cool to see how much meditation and mindfulness has impacted her life. And that's been pretty cool, and I also want to do a, a whole episode on meditation in the future just because it's it's so impactful, so you can look out for that, and then, uh, you know, as we made some dietary changes um, in support of detox pathways and brought down her stress, her body started responding, and cramping was a lot lower, um, almost like not at all. Her stools were a lot more formed, but she still had some bloating and a little bit of the indigestion. So, we wanted to fix that. So, from there, we entered into like a kill-off protocol. So, this is probably something you've heard before, especially if you follow me. And this is where we include herbs and supplements just to start rebalancing the bacteria in her gut. Things like uh, berberine, thyme, oil of oregano, caprylic acid, MCT oil, coconut oil, all these things have antibacterial properties. But what's cool about them is they're not as detrimental as an antibiotic because an antibiotic is going to just completely wipe out all the bacteria in your gut. So, again, your immune system is housed in your gut. So, your immune system's down. That's when bacteria tends to overgrow. So, we took the natural approach. We added those in and it's been about eight weeks now. And really what I'm looking for is just a huge reduction in symptoms. Like, by the end of this kill-off phase, she should be feeling 90% better. Otherwise, we want to figure out, okay, what else is going on with food? What do we need to change? And also, what do we need to do to lower stress, build the immune system, etc.? But luckily, all of her symptoms have actually dissipated. Um, She's still dealing with a little bit of bloating. But what we're going to do now after the kill-off phase is we're going to go into more of a repair phase and re-inoculate. So once we actually restore balance to the gut microbiome, what we do is we add in healing type of supplements. I think I I think her acromancia was low. I don't know if I had said that, but when her good bacteria is low, specifically acromancia, it can um, signal that there is like intestinal permeability or leaky gut or basically inflammation of the gut lining. So we added in glutamine to help like repair that gut lining to help with the food sensitivities as well and to just lower inflammation. And we also added in some enzymes to help her actually digest her food, especially now that the H. pylori is gone. She has no more symptoms of H. pylori. So we're also able to add more acid for her to digest and absorb her food. And then we're going to add in a probiotic soon here. Um, We haven't gotten to that yet, but we will do that soon. But yeah, I mean, that's kind of like what we're doing right now. We haven't actually finished our time together. I'm thinking we're going to be working together for two more months. And we're just going to be just improving her immune system and making sure that the symptoms don't come back. Because that's another thing with antibiotics. The root cause is never really addressed and inflammation is never addressed. Food is never addressed. So a lot of times symptoms come back. So that's what we're going to be looking out for in the next couple of weeks and months. Hopefully this made sense to you guys. But I just want to emphasize too that notice I didn't say anything crazy with her food. Really, we just focused on guidelines. We took out the gluten. That was about the most stressful thing that we did, which actually it wasn't stressful, which was good Um, because I coached her through it. And other than that, I just incorporated some basic guidelines, you know, like just making sure she's eating three meals a day with the protein, carb, and fiber for balancing blood sugar, making sure she's present with meals so that she's producing enzymes to digest that food, Um, making sure that she's not stressed. You know, all of these things are really important. And that's why I love our team, because we don't stress out our clients. It's we do the bare minimum to what needs to be done to get them feeling healthier. And we make it very easy, very simple. So if someone's having you do this like crazy meal plan, you might want to run. Unless it's necessary. Sometimes like with IBD, with someone with really sensitive digestion, it might be necessary. But a lot of the time, it's not. With that being said, if you guys have any questions, feel free to message me on Instagram. I'll put that in the show notes. And yeah, I hope you liked it. And leave a rating if you did like it. I will see you guys on the next one. Thanks for listening. Thanks again for listening to the Holistically Healthy Podcast. If you enjoyed, make sure to leave a review as I will be picking one of you to win a free consultation with me every quarter. If you want more information or immediate help, head to www.holenothingback.net and apply for coaching.